Hi, this is Katie Gamble. I'm here with Charlie Kuhn and Chris Smith for another episode of Clarksville's Conversation. And this is a series of forums we're doing um, with candidates who are running for office right now. And I'm gonna let Chris Smith introduce our guest today. Yeah, today with us is um, Ronnie Glenn. He is a small business owner and the Democratic candidate for um, State Senate District 22. And um, we're going to talk about several of the main issues in the race. Welcome, Mr. Glenn. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you both. Thank you all for allowing me to speak today. All right, Mr. Glenn, let's just jump right in and talk a little bit about education. Okay. Can you tell us, you tell us where you stand on school vouchers and then any other education reform issues that you can think of? Well, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, I am totally against the school voucher program. Uh, as we know, uh, the school voucher program came up a few years, a couple years ago, and uh, the teachers were promised that the voucher program, you know, uh, would not be voted on, or basically uh, the current sitting uh, senator would not vote for the voucher program, which he did uh, after he got in office. Uh, but the voucher program uh, is, is a disaster in terms of education and public education. When we talk public education, uh, public tax dollars, dollars should go to public schools. Uh, when we start taking money out of our public schools, we're actually depleting the public education system. Uh, it affects everything that, that goes on with our kids. And we all know our kids are our future, and, and, and it's so important to make sure that their education uh, is forefront. So we have to make sure that we're that the voucher program never sees the light of day again. We know that it's in the appeals court now, and they they just ruled uh, that it was unconstitutional. Now it ahead to the Supreme Court, Tennessee Supreme Court. So we'll hope that it, it stays uh, unconstitutional. Uh, but I will tell you, if if we do not change the supermajority in the Senate, uh, it will come back uh, and it will be voted on again. So we have to do that. We have to make sure that it doesn't come back. Uh, so we have to change the makeup of the supermajority that's in the Senate right now. Thanks, Ronnie. Um, Health care is definitely a hot topic. And um, I lost my video there for a minute. Sorry. Health care is definitely a hot topic. So talk to us a little bit on where you stand on Medicaid expansion and other ideas that you might have to provide affordable health care. Well, I'm definitely for Medicaid expansion. Uh, Again, when you talk about the supermajority uh, in, in the Senate, uh, the reality is 65% of Tennesseans are in favor of Medicaid expansion. Uh, we're talking about $1.4 billion a year that is being lost within the state that will help Tennesseans with health care. And the only reason that it's not being passed is strictly politics. There is absolutely no other reason why it's not being passed. You have 39 other states uh, that have agreed that the expansion of Medicaid helps their citizens. I'm not quite sure why Tennessee is not one of them, uh, only with the exception that, again, it's strictly politics. Uh, I believe a few years ago, we actually had two uh, representatives in the House uh, who actually agreed that expansion, expanding Medicaid. Uh, they had some personal issues uh, family issues that occur with them, and they realize how important it was to expand Medicaid. Uh, but again, when you go to talking a supermajority that strictly politics in terms of Medicaid expansion, we're never going to get it if we don't change the makeup of that supermajority. 
Um, speaking of uh, healthcare, um, with coronavirus, um, how do you feel about the way Tennessee has responded? And do you think that we should do something else um, to keep our citizens safe during the COVID-19 pandemic? I will tell you that, the, you know, the coronavirus is a pandemic that I don't think anyone in our lifetime uh, have seen anything like this. And, and we hope we never do again, to be honest with you. Uh, but as someone who uh, a retired military veteran, I will tell you that one of the things that I learned is when you are faced with a problem, you go into that problem thinking it through from beginning to the end to ensure that you're doing everything possible uh, to make sure that you're taking care of uh, your soldiers. So when we think of that from this perspective, we have to think about, did we do everything up front to ensure that livelihood was being protected? And the answer is no. Uh, I believe today we had 63 deaths alone in the state, but yet we just decided that we were gonna open the state back up. So we are not doing all the necessary precautions uh, that needed to be done to ensure that the livelihoods of, of all Tennesseans are protected. When we, one death from the pandemic is one death too many. Uh, we've had uh, over 60 deaths in the district. Uh, and, but yet we, again, we talk about uh, don't be afraid of the pandemic. Well, I'm sure if we were to ask those 60 uh, uh, families, what did they think about the pandemic? They will tell you that they are afraid of it because they've lost someone that they love. Uh, and I'm sure we would all be the same if we lost someone we love or was close to. So I, I think, yes, we, we really and truly handled it poorly in the beginning. And unfortunately, we're still handling it poorly. So we have to, we have to, take this pandemic serious. We have to do what's necessary and quit deflecting when it becomes uh, convenient. So we throw it off to the mayors when it's convenient, but then when it's not convenient, we'll take it back. So uh, we have to have a cohesive message uh, in handling the pandemic. And right now that's not there. So Ronnie, um, what are some other campaign issues that you want voters to consider and keep in mind when they're going to cast their ballots? Uh, obviously, as a retired veteran, like I say, uh, veteran issues are important to me. Uh, when we're transitioning from uh, service into uh, civilian life, that process is not as smooth as it should be, and we have to work on that. And we have to ensure that there are jobs that are available for service members uh, when they get out, uh, because that skill set is necessary. The skill set that we learned in the military should transfer into the civilian life, uh, and it should be a smooth transition. I will also say that, you know, this election here is, is we all we say it every time, you know, is the most important of our lifetime. But I really truly believe that this time it is one of the most important. Uh, but I also think that we have to also consider and, and uh, be educated on how our election, our state and local elections affect us more than our federal election. Uh, again, we, we, we all know that our federal election is important. Uh, but when we start thinking about our down ballot candidates, we will begin to learn that it is those state and local elections that affect our daily lives more than anything. And so if we are to change what is going on in our daily lives every day, we have to change and fix that, that majority that's in the state house that's making decisions without considering the constituents. Again, when you have 65% of Tennesseans saying we need to expand Medicaid, when you have 
teachers who saying they are not for the voucher program, but yet it's still being pushed. That is a problem. So we have to change that. We have to make sure that we are voting and voting this year and ensuring that our local, our state and local officials are working and doing for the people and not just the party. Well, Ronnie, I'm going to speak for Charlie, Chris, and I, and all of us here at Clarksville's Conversation. And first and foremost, thank you for your service. The fact thank that we you. get to vote today is, you know, yeah. uh, is an important piece of that. And I know you're right. This is an important time in our in our country, in our community, right. and there's a lot of big decisions that have to be made that are going to affect people for generations. And we just really appreciate people like you who are willing to get out there and put themselves on the line and try to make a difference. So thank you for agreeing to run. And thank you all for allowing me to speak and, and give you a few minutes of my time and give me a few minutes of your time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss out on a single conversation. 